Williams and Lindsay Simfick. Each week, we catch up with Krista and Lindsay to hear what's happening now, what hilariousness happened then, and to ask, is it almost 30? Greetings. Greetings, Almost 30 Nation. Greetings, Almost 30 Nation. My man voice is back. My annoying voice is still here. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> and Steve's in the house. Steve's Go blue. House. Is that what I say? Go blue. Nope. Okay. Uh, Go heels. Go heels. Go heels. <laughs> Fucking go heels. Go Today's heels. the day. Wait, aren't they playing today at five? I know. Five. That's why you need to leave. Five fifty. I respect that. We're gonna get you out Hell of here by five. Fucking yeah. Game on right now, but. But it's not. I'm so dedicated. <laughs> it's not the game though, right? No, okay. It's, it's the other fight. If it but was it's... the game, you'd say fuck that. Yeah, fuck and I, we girls. wouldn't. Play. <laughs> we wouldn't be here. Well, I'd actually agreed to the session before I realized that today oh. was the game. I was like, oh fuck, what time is the game? And then actually, you're going to heaven. You are going to heaven. Um, so happy you're here. Thanks for tuning in again to another week. So, and I know why you tuned in, because this one is an amazing episode. We're so excited to have Jordan Younger of The Balanced Blonde. Yes. Blog. Yogi, yoga instructor here in L.A. Her classes are amazing. I took one. It was bomb. Author, blogger podcaster she has a podcast herself soul on fire she has wellness people on she has soulful people on she has business owners on so definitely check that podcast out and then there's her blog the balance bond blog thebalancebond.com i love her because she's so open she stands in her truth she's loving she's light she's warm um she's engaging she gives a shit um, and she's never afraid. And during this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about that. So I know you guys are going to fall in love with her. And it is going to be so fun. So it is such a treat to have her on. We love you, Jordan. So thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. So on the yoga teacher training, tell me more about you feeling more refreshed teaching than taking. That's so interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's funny because when you go into a yoga mm-hmm. class, or at least when I go into a yoga class, you know you're going to be refreshed. You're going to have some time to zone out. You're going to get exercise, move your body. You're going to breathe, and you will leave feeling better than when you got there. Mm -hmm. And it's productive. You're working out. You're being zen. It's all that stuff. But when you head in to teach a class, like, it's hard to have those expectations. It's like, this might exhaust me. Mm -hmm. This might be a huge group, or it might be a small group and I have to give really individualized attention. This Mm -hmm. might not calm me down. This might Mm -hmm. not be therapeutic. Of course, that's neither here nor there because that's not why people teach, but I don't go in having the expectations of coming out of the studio and feeling like refreshed and energized Mm -hmm. and like you do when you bounce out of taking a class. So every single time I get shocked because I'm still a pretty new teacher. Mm -hmm. So I go in, teach a class, and I leave feeling like on top of the world. Mm. It's so interesting, and I'm surprised every time because it's mm. like, how could expending so much energy mm. give me up. so much energy? Mm. But it does, which is why I know that I'm meant to do that, mm-hmm. which is makes a lot of sense because 
I felt like I was meant to do it. That's mm. why I spent 500 hours training to do it. So mm. some higher power knew that I was supposed to do that, which mm. is really cool. I've gotten some of my best ideas while teaching. Mm. This also happens to me when I take yoga. Some people say you shouldn't be thinking so much while you're in yoga, but like mm. I think everybody has to just do what works Same. for them, of course. So, um, which of course I tell people when they tell me that. And yeah, I get crazy. Ide- I get like vision type of ideas. Mm. So it's cool. I love that. And do you feel like that with teaching too? Oh, yeah. You teach yeah. also? Yeah, I teach Soul Cycle. And I, I feel like I didn't know that I wanted to be a teacher. I think my story was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I respect teachers, but like I don't have the patience. I don't have the this. I don't have the that. Mm. Um, I consider myself a little bit selfish in that way. But like when you're in that room and people are one looking to you for just guidance in any way I don't know you like you show up in a different way than you Mm -hmm. you normally would Mm -hmm. and it it has brought me like a different sense of myself and just an awareness of of people on their path too Mm -hmm. so like I'm just inspired when people come in a room and like they've never been to soul cycle before simply just trying something new I'm like it's, I think it's amazing because it is scary to try something new, you know? So if I'm struggling with something, just not starting something because I'm afraid of if I'm going to be good at it, I just kind of, I connect those dots mm-hmm. from when I'm teaching in the room. It's really rewarding. So I feel you on that. Definitely. Yeah, That's so cool. So you're putting yourself out there more in different ways. So you're pretty public, obviously, on the blog and then teaching. Do you feel like because you do that and you're very honest and mm-hmm. real, Um, and authentic do people open up to you Mm. in a way and is it like how do you how do you um do you feel like you have to create boundaries yeah how do you manage that without feeling depleted yeah incredible question I ask myself this every single day Mm. so because I'm so open on my blog and it's actually like part of my brand Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's become that way because it's part of me and I try to make my brand 100% who I am so it is definitely translated to becoming a part of my brand especially after I had the vegan food blog and then turned it into something that was so much more lifestyle and from the heart and I shared my whole eating disorder recovery journey like every day for two years or whatever however long it took me to really overcome that um so yes I hear all all day every day from people sharing their stories with me which is such an honor. It's so humbling. It's so amazing. And I know how that feels to reach out to somebody who you feel really connected to and hope that they get back to you and whether or not they hope that I get back to them. I mean, it's so cathartic to just pour it all out. And some people say to me when they reach out, no need to respond. I just like wanted to get this out. But I respond because mm-hmm. it's. I love to respond. So I actually dedicate many Mm, I would mm, I used to say hours many hours a day as much time as I can to respond to those people every single day because they deserve a response mm-hmm. like I can't believe that they trust me this stranger most of the time with their journey and their story and it's nice because now that it's been pretty much three years that I've been sharing so authentically and I'm pretty used to what the types of stories people tell me. I have like go-to responses, which of course are personalized every single time, but like sure. it comes out of me like second nature. Yeah, so it sure. uh, enables me to get back to mm-hmm. as many people as possible. So that's cool. 
creating boundaries. So that mm. part of the question, that's it's something that I have been working on because I'm not a boundary person mm. like in real life or on the Internet. But you have to be or else your energy gets mm. so sucked out of you. I would be getting like the flu or mm. be like down for the count for 48 hours because I've just like put so much energy out there for so long that you just have to like crash every mm-hmm. couple weeks I was crashing so my work in therapy and um, in all different types of alternative therapies and medicines and everything mm-hmm. that I'm into is to create boundaries mm-hmm. so I try so hard to do that um, it's so hard for me what's really helpful is the relationship that I'm in now with um, Jonathan, mm-hmm. who's amazing, he's really, he, he's not like a sharer to the world like mm-hmm. I am. So it's actually helped me scale back mm-hmm. with the things that I share with the world. Mm-hmm. Because if I spend the weekend with him, that kind of means I'm kind of spending the weekend away from like sharing my every move because you have to be very mindful of like what do the other people around you want shared about sure. that. So it's not just him, but like he's been such an amazing influence on me with creating boundaries. Same with just a lot of my friends who don't share their lives anywhere, (laughs) not on a blog or anywhere. Um, They help remind me like it can be really nice to keep some things to yourself and just trying to make myself approachable, but not too available. Because Mm. once you become too available to the general public, like it just gets abused. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Yeah. And you probably know this so well as a teacher. Like you want to stick around and talk to everybody. And that's like the most fun part for me. But next thing you know, hours have passed and you don't have like anything left inside mm-hmm. of you to give. So you have to. I mean, I'm working on this. I'm not like a master by any means. But like set some boundaries. I'll stay for 20 minutes after class, 30 minutes after class. I will talk to you. But if you're like telling me your whole life story, I will end the conversation and leave because Mm -hmm. I just can't with all of that all the time. And then same goes with other stuff. Like when I host events and I'm so happy to meet. I mean, I recognize like so many of my readers names and you probably do too, both of you. So it's I'm so happy to meet them. That's different. But like if I feel like my energy is being taken and abused, then I'm just done. Mm-hmm. So I guess long winded answer mm-hmm. is kind of like reading the vibe of the energy of whoever is like in mm-hmm. my space. Totally. And if it doesn't feel good, then it's like, OK, I can't I can't mm-hmm. go there because I don't have like enough to give to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But if it's positive and I feel like, wow, I want to sit down and hear this whole person's life story, mm-hmm. then I will. Mm-hmm. And it's like beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's good energy bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. But if it's taking from me and I feel like I could cry like when I walk yeah, away, like frustrated, exactly then mean. it's which happens. Yeah. When you're pissed, every you're day. like. Yeah, and I was like venting like crazy this morning about that type of thing because... Because it's also like a guilt. It's also like I feel so guilty that I'm mad that I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I sound like a bitch, but it's like Mm -hmm. even people not in our space have been in situations like that where they're talking to someone and it's like you want to get out of it. Yeah, And it just isn't... It isn't a back and forth positive energy exchange and you're just like... and you're But you're mad. You're like, fuck, why am I not more patient? Yeah, it's easy to get down on yourself. So I have to just... I mean, I have an awesome therapist who is so helpful where he'll just remind me, like, you do 
a lot more than the average person, Mm -hmm. which at first I was like guilty to even feel that way Mm -hmm. because you never want to – it sounds so egotistical. But it's like I actually have chosen, Mm -hmm. it's my choice, to do a lot more than the average person. So I don't have as much to give. Mm -hmm. And I have friends who have been in my life since kindergarten and other friends who have been in my life since college and – They're a huge priority to me. Mm -hmm. I can't just take energy away from them and my family to give it to just anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have to be pretty mindful. 100%. That being said, some of my blog readers who have been like with me for a long time or even ones who haven't have become friends, Mm -hmm. like real friends who Mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing from them. I'd be disappointed if I stopped receiving their Mm -hmm. emails or Mm -hmm. their, I mean, sometimes we text and that's awesome. But it's like, it's an energy read. Like I Mm -hmm. felt something good with them. So we continue to bond. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. No, I know exactly. I was listening to a a podcast today, Tim Ferriss and Cheryl Strayed of Wild. And she was saying, so good. someone asked, um, what do you do when, because you are so honest and open and wild, when someone comes up to you and they pour their hearts out to you and they are like expressing all of these things and she's like, I've already given them all I can give them. So what her being so honest and open and vulnerable in the book and her pain writing about that is all she could give them. So like for you, it's like you've already given them the blog and the podcast and everything that you could give them essentially. Like you can obviously give them your time and your attention, but you know, whatever they've received that's making them feel emotional or so connected to you, they've already received. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. And I feel that way too. And that's another thing. You sometimes feel guilty feeling that way because you want to give more when people want more. But it's true. And I've gotten better about like reminding people of that when I have to. I have some, I mean, I'll get feedback from people very occasionally now, Mm -hmm. which is like, you're doing too many branded posts or something. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Do you know how much free fun from the heart content I put out every single day 100%. for you? Like, I don't have to. Do that. 100%. I mean, I like to do it, but and what is that? What do you mean? Like, yeah, well, mean? yeah, I'm like, just there are millions of bloggers. Find another one yeah. because I'm trying to make a living and I'm so picky. And I mean, I don't even have to get before. into it, but go to like, the post before, go to the post after. Yeah, exactly. You know? Sorry that you don't want to read about this natural shampoo company, but I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, and that, so. I, like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, that's why I feel like too. It's like if you didn't put ad or if you didn't put sponsored, I feel like people engage with it so much more. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. People just have an attitude, but mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'll stop getting paid and I'll stop doing this for a living because mm-hmm. that's what would happen. Yeah, I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> really quickly, I want to go back to um, talk about the Breaking Vegan thing because I was I had I was with Nicole, Nicole Kogan the other day, no bread, and I was like, oh, I'm interviewing Jordan. Like, what should I ask her? And she's like ask her about like what she does about the haters she's like because after breaking vegan people like wanted her dead and so she's like and it is it is such an interesting like facet to you because you are so positive and you are so welcome and open and kind and it's such an interesting add to your story that you wrote a book that really rattled a bunch of people and you still stood in what you believed was best for you no matter what everyone else was saying thank you yeah It was tough at the time to receive thousands of death threats every single day. Via email or what? Uh, Everywhere. Via email, via Instagram, via Facebook, in real life. I mean, I was still living in New York, and I was like a pretty 
integral part of the raw vegan plant-based mm. community so i actually did see a lot of these people in person who wanted me dead all the time so this only happened Whoa. for like a couple months before right after i announced breaking vegan mm -hmm. or that i was i didn't write the book yet but like i was breaking vegan and it was this international news story and it was everywhere so people most of the people who were hating on the situation didn't actually know anything about it. Like they had never read my actual blog post about transitioning from veganism. It was people who just heard, oh, she was vegan and now she's not. Let's attack her. So that um, and there were like YouTube videos of me getting beheaded and anybody Wait. listening to this, I wouldn't even begin to Google them. They're very disturbing and it's like not fun to look at at all. But yeah, that is what people did. And, and to the point where my family like didn't want me to go outside. They thought I was going to be killed. Where I knew most people who hide behind the internet screen and lash these death threats. Like wow. they will never act on them. But of course it was scary. I had to call the police multiple, multiple times over like a two year period. So... It was hard to get that kind of negativity and, of course, like every single big – well, I shouldn't say every single, but multiple <laughs> large uh, popular mm -hmm. vegan YouTubers, vegan bloggers would write just like these hate posts about it. And sometimes I still will stumble up upon them accidentally if I'm like looking for something else and then I find that and I'm like – oh my God, I never even saw that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were hundreds that I never saw, thankfully, because I tried not to. But it was hard and I had to learn pretty quickly how to draw inward and be super confident in the choices that I was making for mm -hmm. me, for my body, because that's all I had was like my own knowledge of like, that made me feel horrible. I was mm -hmm. a plant-based vegan who was addicted to green juice cleanses mm -hmm. for 30 days at a time, for a couple of years it was really Whoa. unhealthy yeah. so I know what that felt like mm -hmm. and then I also know that moving away from labeled diets was really positive for me at that time so I stopped being the blonde vegan that was really the thing I was like not just a vegan I was like a very it was my whole job it was my everything it was my group of my circle of people in New York um so I had to move away from that and I just had to get really clear on why I made the choices that I made and also understand people who lash hate at strangers or anybody, but specifically mm. strangers on the internet, they have really big problems and insecurities yeah, of their literally. own that have yeah. less than 0.01% exactly. to do with me. So, so I had to think of it that way. Um, just that it it has nothing to do with me, the mm -hmm. hate. So it took me a while to accept that and to learn that. And then now I think I've developed such a thick skin from all of that. Mm -hmm. People could say almost anything to me about that subject. And I would just be like, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's your opinion, mm -hmm. which is good because I definitely overcame all sorts of uh, everything mm -hmm. <laughs> around that time. That's crazy. It's just crazy that I'm vegan and I – yeah. Just in like even in the community. Like I don't even – I'm not really in the community. I don't really tell a lot of people because um, I don't want to be associated with a label, you know, and I don't want people that are vegan or non-vegan to have something to say about what I'm doing for me. Yeah, because it's for you. Yeah, exactly. So – Totally. I could go on forever about that. But I want to ask you, talking about the health stuff, what 
you are so you move from being vegan and now you are doing like high fat diet with Kelly, Mm -hmm. kind of like what she's doing. So ketosis, I want to talk about like your health trends that you're obsessed with right now and like ketosis, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm all about it. So Kelly, Kelly Mm -hmm. LeVac, you guys have had her on the podcast. Mm -hmm. She's a close friend and I started seeing her as a friend slash nutritionist. We don't have like real nutritionist meetings or Mm -hmm. anything but we do because I have so so many questions for her all the time um I started seeing her right when I moved back to LA because she we had mutual friends her sister went to college with me and she was like look you need help you were like this total eating disorder Mm. plant-based raw vegan I have all these tips for you so I've always really looked up to her, her advice. It's so science-based. Yeah, so she, many facts. Amazing. You guys know this. I'm mm-hmm. preaching to the choir. She's amazing. So basically anything Kelly has ever suggested, I'll at least try it, and I always like it. So uh, in January, I was with Kelly in Santa Barbara, and she was doing um, oh, ketosis yeah. with a client of hers, and it was like this three-day keto thing. Mm-hmm. So... She gave me this packet of exogenous ketones, and I tried it, and I felt amazing. So for anybody listening who has no idea what that is, I didn't either. But ketones are something that your body can use instead of glucose for energy. So it's, like, really awesome for the brain, really awesome for fat burning, for metabolism, all that kind of stuff. So I started using those packets, um... In January, I've never felt better. I have like so much energy and it pairs really well with like a paleo type of diet. Mm -hmm. So high fat, high protein, really clean, minimal carbs, Mm -hmm. um, minimal, I mean, any anything processed, of course, which I wasn't eating anyway. So it was basically the way I was eating before. And so I bring my body in and out of ketosis. Um, Usually in the morning, I do the bulletproof coffee thing. And my body runs really well, really efficiently on that kind of stuff, especially because I've had digestion problems my whole life, which is what Mm. led me to being a vegan, which is what led me to anything I've ever tried health-wise, really, that's like extreme or or not extreme. So this is working for me now. But yeah, I mean, I'm pretty conscious to tell people like I'm not calling myself like a paleo or Mm -hmm. a ketosis girl or I don't know what people call themselves. (laughs) Queen with a K. Yeah, but like I'm always happy to share what I'm doing. So I'm constantly sharing it because that's kind of how I I live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I have a friend of mine working with Kelly and he's doing the whole ketosis thing and literally has never had more energy. Really? Yeah. And he's a little bit older. He's like 60. Oh, amazing. And he's like, he feels like he has a new lease on life. It's kind of, it's amazing to see him because he's like, like, he's just so excited. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So his spirit was almost reawakened. So I think, you know, if, if you've been feeling kind of shitty for a long time or feeling like, or connecting, getting older with just having lower energy and then all of a sudden you make these changes, it's like, it's incredible. Yeah, it's kind of a miracle for some people, and mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I just felt mm-hmm. like when I take when I do the keto ketosis thing, I like my everything moves faster. Really? Like mm-hmm. it wakes me up in the morning. It makes me happy. I like the taste. It's like why don't you just do things that make you happy? That's what I, I think when that. it comes to food. We can link in our show notes like your post on that because you have a yeah. post on mm-hmm. ketosis keto OS. So we'll link exactly. that in the show notes oh, too. Cool. Um, we are, we've been like chatting forever. Um, okay, as a last question, um, what are you excited about for this year? Like, what are you looking forward to? 
Oh, I'm so excited about so many things. On April 10th, I don't mm-hmm. know when this is coming out, but... Oh, um, next week. Oh, next week. Yeah. Oh, so on April Tuesday. 10th, Perfect. which is coming up in a few days, I'm launching my yoga ebook. Yes. It's called Soul on Fire, and I'm so excited about that. That is such a genius idea. I'm Thank so proud. you. So it's like, it's a hundred, more than a hundred pages wow. of... I got really, oh, I got really excited. It wasn't supposed that. to be that way. It was supposed to be more of like a how-to, some basic poses so we can do yoga together so you can watch my YouTube videos and come to class and already know some stuff. But it became like, here's my whole yoga story. Here's mm. a bunch of yoga philosophy. Here's this, here's that. Mm, um, that's amazing. Ten yoga flows, every single pose that you could ever think of, tons of photos. So I'm really excited. That's coming out next week. And I'm super stoked about that. And anybody listening can find it on my website and everywhere because like I won't stop sharing it once it comes out (laughs) for sure. (laughs) And I'm excited about some other stuff. I'm really excited to see where my teacher teaching journey goes Mm. because it's still so new. And I have some thoughts and ideas in the works I've never felt really more clear on like Mm. my um outlook on yoga and like my part in all of that right now I feel just like good and clear about Mm -hmm. that so I'm excited to see what happens and yeah I'm also working on another book which who knows when that will be out but I'm excited to keep working on it thank you yourself yeah no I'm just trying to take that's one thing I love about you is you always like come out with something different type of content you know what I mean like you don't stop with content but it's always different so it's not always the same like you're not just doing blog posts and sticking to sponsored posts it's like you always find like another channel to like reach people with it which I think nowadays is so important mm-hmm. I think so too you can't just you be guys blogging. also look mm-hmm. at you I mean mm-hmm. it's true. almost 30 nation yeah yeah <laughs> and podcasting so fun because you don't have so to like get yeah, ready conversation yeah, yeah you can like... come super sweaty head to toe literally like i mean me. it gets real hot in here so we get sweaty anyways yeah. but um okay i could talk forever yeah, literally i know i'm sorry we have to cut i can't it. wait to have you on again yeah, yeah me so you too. can go in deep the stuff yeah yeah we'd love that always more um so jordan you can find her at the balance soul on fire podcast the ebook is called Soul, Soul on, on fire. fire, yeah. Soul on Fire ebook, and then um, Instagram at the Balance Blonde. Yeah, that's all the channels. those are all the important things. Yeah, those yeah. are all the channels. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter and all those other fun things, yeah. uh, just let me know. Just like yeah, I'll just, tell you guys, just, and this is where email. I live. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like my house is here. Find me in Brentwood. <laughs> not a stalker. <laughs> if you don't want to have me dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, guys, so excited. Um, can't wait for you to hear this, and then we have a giveaway. Yeah, so we'll give away. Um, we can give away three ebooks. Love, it's brand uh, new, and this yay. is like the first Round. promotional thing I've ever been able to do with the ebook because it's actually coming out. So we can give away three of those. How do you guys want to do that? Almost thirty yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah. We'll run it on that. Instagram, probably. Yeah, we're yeah. Do we can run it. You. you guys can just everybody listening just see what these girls have you do to Mm -hmm. enter and we'll have you do something fun and yeah if you love yoga or if you've never done yoga and you want to learn some stuff about it you want to advance your practice then yeah this is it this is the ebook 100 pages of 
amazing Jordan's heart. Yeah, I think it's going to be more than that once all the photos are in it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I wish I could write 100 pages of anything. Know, so Even if it was can. like my life story, I'd be like, um. No, four. Yeah, I'd be like, two pages is good. Thank you so much for taking time out. Yeah, we, we love, love you. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, duh. Awesome. This is so fun. So fun. Cheers, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. like such a, I loved that podcast when you had Thank that. Thank you. That was such She's a good so one. cool. Because she was, was spot on of what Hudson was saying. Spot on. Spot on. She always has been too. Like crazy. ever since he was, ever since I brought him home when he yeah. was seven weeks, I've been using Miranda to communicate. Yeah. And she. Did she say stuff to him that you have to say? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, like if, if I want him to like know something, mm. like you shouldn't do this and this is why mm-hmm. it's dangerous for you. Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he'll be like, really? Like, yes, Hudson, you're not supposed to go outside. You're an indoor cat. You will die. So once he understood that, he stopped trying. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. She's she's insane. Because you can shut that one too. Because, yeah, I can imagine, like, if you had a cat too in Brentwood. Oh, he would die. Die. I can't even think about it. Yeah, it's like too much. <laughs> no, honestly. Or like in Venice. Yes. Can you imagine a cat just like trolling r- around yeah. Venice? Well, you've seen it. Yeah. You're, you're like friends with a lot of cats. We have a in lot Venice. of actually cats in our like hood. Oh. Pepito and Walter. They're cool. Cute. Yeah, they're really cute. We like love them. I don't know who they belong to. We feed them. Somebody. They have collars. Oh. It's very weird. weird. They're just outdoor cats. Yeah. That's risky. Or, or they're outdoor indoor. We used to have a cat. We had outdoor indoor. And like all the time I'd pull in like around to my house, around the corner, and I always see my cat going in the sewer. And then it would come home and we'd be like, hello, Calico. We'd like <laughs> oh pet it. We'd like, come in bed with us. Yeah. We're like, that shit on your ear? <laughs> Literally. We're like, you just got out of the sewer and we were like trying to love on you. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, Hudson would hate that. He's oh like God. perfectly white, perfectly He's clean. Perfectly keeps white. Keeps himself like oh my so God. clean. He would hate the outdoors. I wonder what he was in a past life. Do you believe that? Yeah, well, I think he Did you was. Ask her? Yeah, he was my mentor, apparently. Really? He was like a spirit guide. Oh, really? Up. Tell yeah. us more. What does that mean? Well, that's what the animal communicator, that was the first thing she told me was that Hudson was my mentor in a past life, which made so much sense because he's just wise. He has these wise eyes. Yeah, he does. If you look into his eyes, he's just, he's all knowing. It's crazy. And he tells me things through Mm. her that are so true. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't slow down your life, you'll miss everything that's meant for you. He also told me stop obsessing about finding the perfect person yes. for you because it's one of your best friends. You're going to discover this if you slow down. Sorry. And I laughed. I was what? like, ha ha, I wish. Totally. I wish. And he was right. Really? Yeah. I was wondering he that because right. you're, you're dating now. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Someone who's been one of my closest friends really? for a couple of years. But I had to slow down to see that. Yes. To see like that's that he crazy. was available and that I was available and that we could be more than friends mm-hmm. and that it would actually be incredible. Mm-hmm. Hudson called that. That's crazy. It's crazy. That was a really good podcast episode. Thank I was you. like, dude, Hudson just spitting the truth. Yeah. And only smart. Hudson wow. could tell you that. 
Uh-huh, because he like, sees me the most, and he sees me yes. in, like, every single side of me. Like, I wonder how you would have taken that advice if someone else would have given that to you. If someone else was like, you should slow down. Right. Like, well, everybody would, tells me to slow yeah, down. Yeah, that's true. it's like, I wish. Yeah. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you yeah. say to people when they say that? I, mean, I don't know what to say either. I'm like, I don't. It depends on who says it yeah. and in what context and, like, what they mean by it. Because yes. when he said it. It was, like, emotional because mm-hmm. it was, like, yes, I have to slow down. I'm moving mm-hmm. way too quickly. I don't want to miss everything that's meant for me in life. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. But some people who are just, like, you do too much. You need to stop. Yes. I'm, like, I like it. Though, yeah, I love it. Yeah. When you love it, it, like, yeah. doesn't feel, like, too much. Exactly. I think it's so oftentimes, like, an insecurity. Like, it's, like, whoa. Like, a lot of times people will say, not a lot of they times, project. but I've had this. They'll mm-hmm. be, like, whoa, you do so much. And I feel like social media also makes it seem like you do a lot. It's like, well, you do a yeah, lot too, people, but you're not broadcasting. Yeah, they tell me like, well, I see your Instagram stories. You yes. must be busy. I'm like, yeah, I just post a lot. Yeah. So I look busy. Yeah, it's like I, I am, posted I my am, breakfast but... smoothie and then my workout. It's like, yeah. you, did, you did that too. Just enjoy right, it. Exactly. You know? like, I'm just really good at capturing the moment because yes. I like to. Yes, completely. Um, guys, welcome. Welcome to Almost 30. Long We're time s- coming. Long time coming. We're so excited to have you here. Jordan Younger's in the studio. Jordan Younger's in the studio. We're so excited. We're all raising our roofs. <laughs> we are. We're raising Steve raised the roof. Steve's raising the roof. Yeah. Thank you. Um, go to. Yeah, this is. I don't have any number one. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) Everyone's dancing. You're like, (laughs) no, literally. I feel like I used to have rhythm, and now I don't. I never had rhythm. That's not true. Ask anybody who I went to college with or high school. They'll say at like a club or a dance or anything. I would just throw my arm up in the air and just like that. Jordan's cute and fun and smart. Doesn't have a lot. Yeah, Yeah. no rhythm. (laughs) Feel free to the white girl wiggle. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely a wiggle. Um, There was actually someone in our Facebook group that said. Who was it? He said oh, Zach Jeff Town. Carlson. Yeah, do you know Jeff Carlson? Yeah, he said Sacktown. What up? Oh my God! Yeah, Sacktown. What up? Yeah, that's what anybody he said. listening from Sacramento. That's amazing. You're, awesome. you're like you're Nine a cool person. <laughs> always, always. Um, Jordan is creator of the Balanced Blonde blog, one of my favorite blogs ever. She is a author. She's written two books. She's written a new ebook, which we'll talk about. She's a yoga instructor here in LA. She is at a podcast, which we talked about, Soul mm-hmm. on Fire, which is the bomb. She has wellness people, inspirational people, business. Expert, experts, like it's just amazing. Your it's mom like a was on. I was listening yeah, to your mom. mom's episode. She's the other day. Oh, so isn't cute. she the best? So cute. That was fun. She's a peanut. That's yeah, so I can so imagine cute. having my mom on. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It was my second episode ever, so mm. I wasn't really sure like what I wanted the podcast to be about. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not? Mm. Why not just share more about me and mm-hmm. my family and. Nobody knows me better than my mom, mm-hmm. other than Hudson, my cat. Yeah, seriously. Um, so it was fun. Yeah. I think it was cool for people who follow my blog who wanted like a behind the scenes look, but people who just find the podcast and are so interested in learning about ketosis and functional medicine mm-hmm. and nutrition, yeah, they're like, what? That. Who's who's Jane Younger? I'm like, that's my mom. Yeah, you're like, maybe <laughs> don't start with that one. Yeah. That's what we feel with our first podcast is like, don't start with those things. I know. I was like, oh, yeah. No. oh yeah. gosh. Before Someone I told had, me that yesterday. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before I had help with my sound, I was doing it all myself mm-hmm. on GarageBand. I don't, I don't know, know how what I was doing. I don't know We either. did it too. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah. do it, so you did the sound. <laughs> 
It's not a garage band. So, what did we it's do overwhelming. It? Yeah. Oh, we did do a garage band. Yeah, it's overwhelming. I don't even know. We, but we did it. You just do it. You just yeah. put it out because it's never going to sound, especially in the beginning, it's not going to sound perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But you have to just start putting it out because mm-hmm. it will get better. And I think it's fun to learn how to do that kind of stuff. So I was fun. so ha- I felt so techy and so like I was just learning something new, yeah. which mm-hmm. I love. But then I was like, okay, I learned how to do totally. it. Now I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to spend 12 That's hours doing something like that would YouTube. take somebody one. I'm like, yeah. should I learn? You YouTube know what I mean? is. I'm like, should I learn how to edit videos? Should I learn how to do this? Like, That's a good question. I think it's a, it's a great outlet for mm-hmm. people who blog because some people 100%. just love video content. Mm. So you can tap into that audience. I think it's smart. Mm. But it's a ton of work. So yeah. kind of like we were talking about, you have a nine to five. You have a podcast. You have a blog. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. You don't also have to be a YouTuber. Yeah. But if you liked it, yeah. then it's a good option. I feel like you have to like commit and be a YouTuber. You have to commit. Do you know what I mean? I've tried to commit so many oh times. God, I, <laughs> I would do like weekly videos. I would do bi-weekly I've seen your videos. videos are great. Thank you. Yeah. I just, Christina edits them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christina. But uh, I don't edit. I mean, I used to. Yeah. It's it's so much work. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done a YouTube video in probably like four months. Because really? I'm definitely not on the train with that I mean, right it's now. Like... But soon. I like vlogs. I like just like mm-hmm. behind the scenes vlogs. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of work too because Snapchat, Instagram story, do you want like a whole other thing? Totally. Everyone's like, we've seen this. Right, exactly. Like, like have you, right. I know. That's the thing. They're I like, think, check, seen it. That's why YouTube is a little bit less relevant, I think, mm. um, for people who are big on Instagram or, you know, Facebook even has their yeah. live videos now. YouTube is still super relevant, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I think it's less necessary for people who are not YouTubers Yeah, because mm. there's a lot of other ways to show people video content mm. of what you're doing. You're doing, because you did Facebook stuff. What is that new Facebook thing? I saw you did that. Oh, yeah, I did that. I just saw it. I was like, Facebook story. this looks like yeah, an Instagram story. Is that what story. it is? Facebook story and it's yeah. on Facebook? So it's an Instagram story, but Facebook story. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did one. It was just not yeah, that was like exciting. Jordan would Not that many people watched it. Oh I just, God. I don't think people even know it's there. I think people are rejecting it right now. I think people are just like, I'm not I think people that. reject everything at first. Yeah. Yeah. People rejected Instagram story at first. 100%. They were like, no. This mm-hmm. is a ripoff of Snapchat. 100%. Just on my Snapchat. But I and now people, Facebook. are you, are you still snapping? A little bit, yeah. barely. Same. I loved Same. Snapchat. I thought I would use it forever. Me too. I still love the filters. And Me too. A lot of my friends use Snapchat only. Mm. So I see that when I use Snapchat. They'll like interact. Mm-hmm. But I like Instagram story. I do yeah, too. Same. I think I'm just, I reach more people. Yeah. Exactly. Like way more people. And it's all in one place. Yeah. It's like Snapchat takes forever to load. And I also my, my phone dies every time. Yeah. Every, time. every time I open me, up, my phone me dies. Me too. And I did this thing accidentally, where I followed back like thousands of people You're accidentally. <laughs> well, I did not think that that's what I was doing. I thought I was accepting. It's like them. Jordan's okay. awesome. So, yeah. Snapchat's not fun for me because I can't just like scroll through and see what people I know are doing. Yeah. It would take. It takes me like an hour to yep. even like get my thumb on somebody's name who I recognize. And you have to unfollow them, I guess, if you'd want. Yeah, which I haven't done because it's just, I just never use Snapchat the right way, really. So Mm -hmm. Insta story. All right. So let's pull it back a little bit. How do you introduce yourself to a stranger? Like if you met a stranger, what would you say you do? That's such a good question. I I was just (laughs) talking with somebody about this because 
Well, first I'll tell you how people introduce me. Some oh. people say, like what you just said, like they, they know what I do. She's a blogger. She's an author. She's a yoga teacher. Other people are like, hey, this is Jordan. She's my yoga teacher. And people are like, oh, cool. So you're this full-time yoga teacher. I'm mm. like, no, not nope. really. Like I do that for fun. Mm. And I definitely want to build that out because I just love it. But that's totally new for me. So mm. I consider myself a writer and a content creator. So mm-hmm. blogger is definitely how I introduce myself. But then I have to explain what that is because most people are like, well, you can't possibly blog for a living. Mm. So then I say, yes, I do. And this is how and this, this and that. Do you feel that annoying? Are you like, you know, I don't find it annoying. I think it's still such a new career path. It's definitely not a new thing to do as a hobby or mm. for fun, but I think so many people don't quite understand that you can do it for a career. So I don't find it annoying to explain mm. to people because I think it's fun to explain to people this is actually a job. Mm. You could actually start a blog off of something that you totally love and you can make it a career. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of work. So people, of course, always assume well, that's just fun. You're just like doing yoga and going to the spa all day. That's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, this is a ton of work. You have no idea. So yeah, I say that. Sometimes I say I'm an author. It depends on the day. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, but that's good for me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm a super flex. I like to just kind of like roll with the wind. Mm. Today I feel like an author. (laughs) Today I feel like a blogger. Mm -hmm. What were you doing before you were blogging full time? I was in grad school. So uh, people in my life like to laugh at me because I've actually never had like a traditional job. I've never had a nine to five. I, of course, went to college, had internships at L.A. Yoga Magazine and Mm. really fun stuff that was really in alignment with things that I still love. And then I went to grad school. So I was a Mm -hmm. full time student for a creative writing master's program in New York. And I started my blog. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Started my blog at that same time, The Blonde Vegan, Mm -hmm. which is no longer, and decided about seven months into grad school that I would like to pursue blogging full time. And at the time, people weren't really blogging full time unless they'd had blogs since like 2004. Mm. So people were like, what? This was 2013. So almost four years ago, or however many. Yeah, four years ago. So. People, I mean, people supported me because they saw what I was doing, but nobody understood it. They were just like, okay, good luck. If it doesn't work out, I guess you could do something else. Mm -hmm. And I was right out of grad school or in grad school. Technically, I left that program halfway through. So I kind of just became a blogger with the intentions of doing it full time, but having no idea what I was going to do or what that was going to look like. But I was very open, Mm -hmm. very open to creating ebooks and a clothing line and working with brands but I didn't realize like it's not just that it's Mm -hmm. so much more so it's been fun for me to learn and I feel like I have a unique perspective because I didn't leave a nine-to-five I didn't leave like this super stable career to be a blogger I kind of just stopped being a student to be a blogger Mm -hmm. so was it something that you've always felt drawn to like kind of your calling Or was it something you discovered in school? It was, I mean, 
I didn't even know that blogging really was a thing mm. until like 2011. And I had a travel blog. I studied abroad in college and had a oh, blog cool. called Meanwhile in Florence, dot, dot, dot. That's what it was <laughs> called. <laughs> and now if you look at it, you'll see like, oh my God, this girl wrote like a novel and a half every day. Like, whoa, <laughs> I really did that. I thought that that's what you had to do. I had to document like yes. every meal in Florence and every everything. So... Like, and then um, she walked in. Yeah. <laughs> and then we talked. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't, I never like wanted to be a blogger. I never thought about being a blogger. I wanted to be a writer. So when you think about it, yes, it, is, it was always my dream job. I just didn't think that it would be in the sure. form of yeah. a blog. I thought that I would write fiction, which was the master's program I was in, MFA in fiction. So I was like oh, wow. deep into writing this like novel cool. that um, is. Almost, I mean, it was almost finished. I haven't touched it in years, but started blogging and actually found that I loved connecting with a real life audience and having this immediate connection with people. Mm -hmm. So then I became completely hooked, completely obsessed. And that's when I thought fiction, not that exciting to me right Mm -hmm. now. It always will be because I have this crazy imagination. I like to make things up, make up whole worlds of people like in fiction, but to have this immediate type of way to write to people, connect to people, share stuff, and then just send it out and like unedited, never look at it again. Mm. Became very fun, very addicting. I can imagine with writing like fiction, it's so structured maybe, and Mm -hmm. you have to edit it and you have to look at it over and over again. Like blogging is therapeutic in that way where I write it and I don't edit it, I don't look at it again. Yeah. People tell me all the time. <laughs> like, Same. hey, you spell strangers are like, I could edit it for you. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I get those emails. All the time. I have a couple friends, a couple really good friends who will be like, Jordan, you misspelled this and this mm-hmm. and this. And I and it's funny because I'm actually like a grammar freak. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't misspell that much, but because when you're writing blog posts every day and you're not spending like any time editing, of course those things happen. Mm-hmm. And I kinda like it. I like that it shows that it was yeah. just immediate and that it wasn't really planned out and that it wasn't like nothing premeditated it just mm-hmm. happens totally. i like that. i just don't care i don't like, care if you want to edit it you can right you know i just sign into bother. my wordpress yeah i'm like go for it like you can <laughs> just doesn't really phase me but sometimes it's weird like if i write a post and i haven't finished it and i'll go back and write and i need to finish it like it's i just need to start it over because if i try and to work one post into another post that I'm starting at different times like my thought processes during those times are so different that I can't like merge them if that makes sense like I'll do one part and if I need to do another part later they won't work together like it's like two different voices almost Mm -hmm. so I'm like I need to just delete Mm. it so I have to like write it all at one time I'm happy to hear you say that because yeah totally Mm -hmm. the same but I thought until you just said that, I always thought that that was just, like, something I should work on because I no. I feel like you should be able to walk away from something and mm. come back to it. But it doesn't have to be that way. No. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, but it is interesting. I do think about it. You might be the same as, like, it's because because of that, it's very much my mood. Like, if I'm in, like, a goofy, fun mood, like, my post will be kind of, like, goofy, fun. If I'm just more, like, tired or something, it gets more matter of fact. Like, mm-hmm. not like I'm, like, hello. But it'll just be way more less <laughs> Totally. You know, so totally. it's interesting to see my posts kind of move in that way. Yeah, I feel the same way. What it's is like, what is your typical flow like in your day or like your process mm-hmm. creatively? So my process is changing. It's always changing, which is why I think 
this career path is so perfect for me because I can be flexible and every day can be pretty different. But then again, I think a little bit of structure always helps, even though I'm super anti-structure in most ways. I Mm. think you need a little bit of that in order to be productive. And when you're creating content on tons of different platforms, you guys know this, there has to be some type of structure. Mm. So What I really like is I have like a pretty grounding morning routine where I do like bulletproof coffee and all this stuff. I do stretching and meditation and I hang out with Hudson, my cat, and try really hard not to look at my phone for like an Mm. hour. Doesn't always work, but that's Mm. like the goal every day. And I find that to be a great way to start the day Mm -hmm. because then I'm like, bursting at the seams to check my emails and start writing and getting into things instead of being inundated with information before I'm ready. It takes me a while to wake up. And then I try not to set like any meetings or have anybody come over or anything until 10 because I just like my time in the morning. And Mm -hmm. that's half of the reason why I absolutely love not having a traditional job because I can just do my own thing and I don't have to be a morning person. I mean, I'm not a night person either. I'm actually more of a morning person, but like a 10 a.m. morning person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have people, you know, if I have like a meeting or I have Christina, my assistant, I have something usually around that time. And then I have to have in order to write and like feel really creatively stimulated, I have to have uninterrupted time. So I have to know mm. that I have like hours blocked off or at least like an hour and a half where nobody's going to be calling or like not a phone call that I have to answer. Um, nobody's going to be coming over. There's not like anything, any distractions. Yeah. So I've learned over the years I absolutely have to block out that time for myself it's my biggest struggle because Mm. I always want to just like book over it if there's free time but it's not free time (laughs) it's writing working creating time so kind of intersperse that throughout the day I always do yoga because it keeps me grounded and calm and sane and human and all of those Mm. things and then I teach so sometimes I teach in the morning sometimes I teach at night depending on the day which At first, I was interested to see how that would go into my already Mm. very full routine. And like I said, I've never had like a job where I had Mm. to show up somewhere and have like management and those kinds of things. Mm. But it's been amazing because teaching yoga is actually more therapeutic to me than doing yoga in a way. Mm. I did not think that that would be the case. Mm. So I always leave feeling so refreshed, so inspired, so many new ideas, which is awesome. And, um, yeah, the day kind of never stops. Mm-hmm. So it's just that kind of stuff. It's a lot of writing, a lot of trying to delegate delegate to people who are helping me, who are amazing. But that's hard for me because I like to also do everything myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my very Jordan answer to your I question. Love that. <laughs> In the flow. 